Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Day to you property investors. Great to have you joining me here today. So we're going to do a bit of a, a housing market update, if you like, looking at the lay of the land of the property world right here, right now, and a quick overview to help uh, a lot of people out there who are getting into property, who are looking at the property market to expand their portfolios as well. And what is happening, what's hot at the moment, what's so not hot at the moment as well, for want of a better word. Um, and, you know, first and foremost, let's let's look at the market itself. Now, it's it has become a more and more stagnant market. Now, there are little pockets in and around the country that are still doing very, very well. Oh, just join me. Uh, that are still doing very, very well and maybe are leveling off and maybe certain property types are still selling a lot better than others. But I'm seeing myself now, and it's taken a, a little bit of a, a little time, actually, to reach where I'm in South Yorkshire. So I'm based more up north. I think the market maybe have slowed down, down south quicker than it has up here. Um, and that's just looking at my own areas and things and where I invest myself. But what I am seeing is that, um, you know, properties are now sticking. Whereas for the last couple of years, as we've all known, the market's been booming. It's not just been rising, it's been booming. But I, I actually think now that we are starting to get a bit of a price correction. So what normally happens is after a boom, you do get uh, a price correction. You do get where the market will fall slightly. Do we think it's going to crash like, you know, 2008? Oh, my God. Um, do you know what? Where I'm actually sat right here and now? Happy days if that happens, because I'll be able to go in there and mop some properties up. You know what I mean? As property investors, that's what we want. But we don't really want to see the economy tank and everything go down like that, do we? So I don't think that will happen. I honestly don't think, hopefully, that the powers that be in the government would, would allow that to happen. They seem to be a little bit more switched on with how they're doing things. You know, interest rates is a big one because the market is really sticking at the moment basically because of interest rates. A lot of people are scared to get involved. A lot of deals now are not stacking up. So if you look at the sector and you say buy to lets, well, the last you know 15 odd years plus, we've been able to get buy to lets and making them stack financially has been pretty easy, pretty easy at the end of the day. And a lot of people have been quite happy to make, you know, two, three, four, five hundred pounds profit on their buy to lets, their vanilla buy to lets, uh, let them tick over. They're very easy to have managed. They're very cheap to have managed. Uh, and they've been like, you know, set on a capital growth, let that roll over. Of course, now buy to lets as a strategy is very, very challenging. So we've, we've had the easier time with buy to lets, but it's a challenging time now. Unless you've got buy to lets, of course, you lock them into, you know, five year contracts or five year mortgages, should I say then uh, you, you will be getting to a sticky point now where you're actually going to be weighing up whether or not these buy-to-lets are still worth their salt. Now, if you, of course, you invested a few years back, which is always the best time to invest at the end of the day, then you may very well be sat on some nice uh, capital growth, which is always good. So you may be looking to offload these. And what I'm seeing is there's a lot more 
older landlords that are looking to get out of the market now with the new legislations that are always changing and the doom and gloom that the press like to put out there, uh, which is always great for us as well because it shows challenging times. And of course, in challenging times, it gives us the opportunity as savvy investors to be able to go in there and solve people's problems. But yeah, talking to my mortgage advisors and things uh, and my brokers, some buy to let mortgages, you know, it's coming down a bit. It's always fluctuating up and down. And what I am going to do is I am going to get a mortgage specialist in to come and talk about interest rates, to come and talk about, you know, the different mortgage types that are out there. Uh, and, and somebody who's an independent mortgage broker who has, you know, a, a vast array of different financial sectors that they can use to get you the best deals. Because if you are going out there now and you do want to start buying properties, do not use the bank's. Uh, mortgage brokers. So for argument's sake, maybe you bank with, you know, NatWest or HSBC or anything like that. And you're, you're looking at trying to get a mortgage and they say, well, we've got a resident mortgage broker. Come and speak to them. They'll only have a, a, a few select uh, companies or, or financial brokers that they use. So you're not really getting the array of the whole market. And there's a lot of different um, products out there. So you want to be using independent mortgage brokers that aren't really in, in tied in or aligned with any other banks or businesses. Okay. But go, just going back to the buy-to-let markets now, that a lot of mortgages for buy-to-let are at 6% now, which is absolutely crazy. I know when I bought a house back in 2007, um, the mortgage then was 6%. And that just seemed normal then because the market was booming, booming. Well, you thought it's never going to end. Um, luckily, I didn't lock that in and I was on a variable. And of course, as it started to drop, 2008, 2009, my mortgage became absolute peanuts, which was brilliant. But trying to get a buy-to-let property where the rents aren't as high to stack at 6%, 5% even, is very, very difficult. Around, you know, 3.5%, is where we really want to be seeing it if, if you know, when it, when it eventually gets back there. And, hey, as I say, the market changes so quickly, there could even be a mortgage product out there that is that. But the government, again, as I was saying before, they're, they're stepping up as well, trying to help people, trying to keep the economy going, trying to keep the property market going by potentially now we've, we've got coming back, you know, um, buy to sh uh, loan to share. So the government will give you the deposit and things and help first time buyers uh, buy properties. There's also, of course, 100 percent mortgages are coming back for first time buyers as well. So there are plenty of products that are there to keep things ticking over nicely, which is good to see because uh, it's always good to keep the property market going. But house prices are starting to drop. Why? Because it's all about supply and demand. Do you know what I mean? When you've got an oversupply of something, then the prices have to come down. If you haven't, if there's more demand buying the properties than there is supplying the properties, then prices can go up. You are in you know, a seller's market or you're in a buyer's market. And right now it is a buyer's market. So it is a great time to be getting involved in properties. It is a great time to be buying properties. Now, some people will say the market's dropping, Mark. So house prices are coming down. I want to sit this one out. Wait till they hit the bottom and then I'll start buying. And do you know what? If we had a crystal ball and we could tell when that's going to happen, that would be a great strategy to do. What I like to see and say to people is if the numbers stack even right now, then do the deal. Because what you will find is right now it's a buyer's market. So if you can get it at the right price and the numbers stack and you can make the profits that you want to make from that property, buy it. 
don't sit around and wait. Why? Because other people will take opportunities like this. But also, just think, when the market reaches the bottom and it stagnates again, and then all of a sudden, the market starts to creep up again because there's, the, there's not so many buyers now. So houses are going on uh, and people are, are you know, putting offers in and the sellers can start to be fussy. That is where you're going to start getting into what we had a couple of years ago when we had the COVID times. When we came out of the break, um, breakdowns, when we came out of the lockdowns, we basically got ourselves into a market where everybody wanted to spend some money. Everybody decided that they wanted to move and it skyrocketed. And I had property investors, uh, people saying to me, Oh, it's difficult to find a deal now because they just get snapped up now. You can't put any offers in under under market value. They're all stupid offers. I saw that myself. There was a few things I put offers in and it just went crazy. It's just like, nope, I'm out, as they say. I'm not having that one. Um, so right here, right now, you're not in that. You're not in that market. You're not in that noisy, um, shark-infested waters where everybody's doing something crazy. So get in there now. And start cherry picking the deals that you want because you'll probably get them at a good price. Hey, the market could drop lower. Is it going to crash? Well, I doubt it very much. But look at it as the long game. If the numbers stack, and this is the important thing, and you can get the, the properties cash flowing the way that you want them to be cash flowing, now is a great time to be getting involved. And of course, use creative strategies as well. But just referring back to if the prices are right and it crashes, you only actually lose any money that you've put into a property if you have to sell at the wrong time. So if, for argument's sake, the market does crash, you bought a property, the price was up here, 200 grand. Next minute, it's down to about 160. If you have to sell, you're in trouble. But if you've got uh, a property in a good area, good rental demand, making you good money, why would you sell it? You're not going to sell it, are you? You're going to keep hold of it. Why? Because it's making you money. And then you just write it out. Always, always get involved in property for the long game. There's no get rich quick here. There's get wealthy over time. And that's what I love about property, because once you're in, you're in. You've got hold of the property. You can then make your money from the property. And of course, over time, you can make more and more money. So not only will you reap the rewards from the capital growth that you will get eventually, you will also have the cash flow each and every month building up your wealth, your pot, giving you the lifestyle you want, the time freedom that you can never pay to get back. So that is why it's a great time here. Of course, there are some great strategies to really maximize profits and to really make sure that you are getting the results that you need. And of course, if you have somebody at the moment who's looking to get out of the market, but maybe they have got a mortgage that they're locked into, or maybe they've just got a property problem, as we like to say, you could look to do a great strategy like purchase lease options. So you could look to buy the property in the future, maybe when their mortgage term runs out because it's a lower rate at the moment, take the property on, pay them a set rent, lock in the price, look after the property as if it's your own and take it from there. Of course, that is a great strategy. You could look to do HMOs. You can look to convert properties if it's in the right area and you can do so into HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, where you let them out on a room by room basis, maximizing your returns. And of course, serviced accommodation, short term rentals is another great thing to do if it's a smallish property in a good area. And with serviced accommodation, there aren't really any bad areas. I'll be quite honest with you. And the best way to know if it's a good area is if there's a hotel in the vicinity. There's one of these big brand changes, Travel Lodges, Premier Inns, uh, you know, all of these sort of guys. If they're in the area, it's got demand because they don't build hotels in areas that don't have demand. 
So depending on the market that you want to cater to. So there are lots of different strategies that you can use and do. Don't just walk blindly into trying to do a property deal. Why? Because you heard me say do a purchase lease option. So I'm going to do a purchase lease option because that sounds amazing. If you don't know how to do a purchase lease option or you've never done one before, which means you don't know how to do one, you need to make sure you know what you're doing. There's a lot of um, hidden expenses of contracts that you need to get drawn up by solicitors. There's a lot that you need to go through. There is really no one size fits all when it comes to a lease option. It really is what you negotiate with the owners. But if you go in there and you start saying, I'm going to do a lease option, purchase lease option, blah, 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 blah. You're talking over a lot of people's heads. Then you've got to be careful of that. So make sure that you know what you're doing. OK, and make sure that your numbers stack. And as I say right here, right now, getting a buy to let to stack is very, very difficult. On the flip side to that, I have seen a few comments, even in this fantastic community that we have, PIN Facebook community. So if you're not in there, you should be in there. Uh, and if you are in there, you'd be watching this live. Uh, and if you're not, you're listening to this on the podcast because we have a, a property investors network podcast now, then get yourself into this group. There'll be a link in the show notes and the description. Have a caveat there, because uh, we use these multiple times. So make sure that you um, that your numbers stack. And of course, buy to lets are very very difficult to do that with at the moment. Some people have said again in this community, I tell you what, I'm just going to buy a house outright. So it's 150 grand or 100 grand. Or I'm just going to pay that outright. I, I wouldn't do that. I think that you're really really cutting off your nose, spite your face. Yes, you can do that. Yes, you might make you know, 600, 700 pounds from that one buy to let, but you've tied up all your money and you could have probably got potentially two to three, maybe even four properties for that, all cash flowing you. So don't, don't just do, you know, put all your money, unless you want to, but it's not the best way of doing things. That is not the way a savvy investor operates. You want to be utilizing the resources that you have and not just putting all your money into a property to let it sit there. Now, if the property is about 40 grand, maybe it's not mortgageable because it's it's such a low price. Then parking 40 grand in something that can make you five, six hundred pounds a month is probably a very good idea. Um, but if it's anything uh, substantial where you think oh, I could get about two or three properties, even if you can just get two properties for the money that you have. That's two levels of income coming in. That's two potential capital growths as well that you can remortgage later on. Don't just put all your money in one place. But make sure that you understand the affordability tests and the stress tests that are done on properties so that the mortgage companies, the financial brokers will be doing all these stress tests. So you need to make sure that your numbers stack up and even go through them. Reach out to a mortgage broker, get to know them, see what the stress tests are for the certain strategies that you're looking at doing. And make sure you're incorporating those numbers when you're stacking deals so that, you know, if you go to your mortgage broker and say, I'm interested in this property, I've done all of this. It looks as if the stress test will be OK. Can you just have a look at it for me? They can do that. It'll make you look more professional. And equally to that, if you're bringing them quite a few different deals that you're looking at, it saves them a bit of time uh, and they'll really, really appreciate that. And of course, you'll learn what is good and what isn't good in the market now. So I have a friend at the moment who's been selling a property. Um, I did tell them that they needed to do this last year. I sold a property myself last year uh, just before all of this really started. So I got in there at the end. But if I didn't, I was just going to let it out. So it wasn't a major problem. But I have a friend that, that was selling a property. They sold it once. It fell through because of the interest rates kept going up. They've sold it again. And then it's fallen through again. They're on the third time now. They're in a chain. The people who are uh, the people whose house they're buying, actually, because this is residential for them. This isn't property investing. 
have lowered their price. They've lowered their price. Everybody's lowering their price at the moment to get this sale done. Whereas if they'd have done it a year or so ago, they'd have all been putting their prices up. So make sure that in this market, as I say, it is a buyer's market. If, if they go, if somebody went in there now to my friend and offered them below market value price on that property, they would have took their hand off. And they did. And they have. And luckily, fingers crossed for them, everything is going through and it's all good for them. So just be aware that you need to make sure that even on a market that's coming down, it's a great opportunity now for us savvy investors to get stuck in as long as we know the numbers. OK, so the market update realistically is the press will tell you it's all doom and gloom. You'll be seeing interest rates going up. You'll be hearing from you know mortgage brokers and professionals in the industry saying it's absolutely crazy out there. Speak to the professionals, get a mortgage broker who's got the lay of the land, who realistically is an independent mortgage broker. We use DNA Finance here, uh, along with a few others as well. I'm going to get a mortgage broker on uh, and do a live and do a podcast session with them as well. Interview them about what is hot and what is not at the moment and what you can and what you cannot do. Make sure you've got the skills to be a savvy property investor. OK, and if you need any help with that, reach out to us here at the PIN office, PIN HQ, or check out further learning at pin.co.uk for more help and resources and support. You do not have to do this on your own. I hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, and I look forward to you joining me very, very soon. Take care and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local Property Investors Networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. And I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.